Welcome to the SLP Happy Hour Podcast. Our goal is to provide you with a way to listen to real conversations on work by real SLPs. We are full-time SLPs in the trenches. These are honest conversations and we hope they're helpful, fun, and make your work and home life more manageable. I'm Sarah Lockhart. And I'm Sari Wu. This is a podcast to discuss work, life, and taking care of ourselves in a profession full of ups and downs. I hope that by tuning in, we can all feel less alone, less isolated, and more empowered to be great SLPs. One of my goals this summer is to get back into reading, and I'm glad we're starting a book share beginning with Circe by Madeline Miller for those of you who would like to read along. I'm looking forward to reading it this summer. Mm, me too. Uh, I'm reading two books right now and just, you know, enjoying reading so much. So back to the podcast. This episode will answer a listener question about jobs we had before we were SLPs. We'll share what we are looking forward to lately and interview Shannon from Speechy Musings. So first up, a listener question. What jobs did you have before you were SLPs? And... Were you any good at them? <laughs> okay, that's a great one. So I'm one of those people that honestly has always had a job, so I've done a lot. Me too. I think I can sum them up quickly, though. Um, I basically had to get a job as soon as I could drive, and my first job was actually Santa's elf at our local mall, if you can imagine that. <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> you know, I can totally imagine you being an awesome elf, so... <laughs> Were you a teenager and was it fun? And did you get to meet Santa? Yes, I was a teen. Of course I met Santa. <laughs> um, there was an apron and a hat, and I took the pictures. Um, then I worked a couple of retail jobs, including one at Blockbuster Video, which I loved because I got to check out movies before they were released. Those stores are no longer in existence here in our area. I don't know if they still are around anywhere, but... Mm -hmm. Back in the day, that's where you could rent videos and DVDs. So what were some of the movies you got to see early and what was your favorite? I used to check out a lot of independent films. And one of my favorites uh, was called Kablooey, about a guy who works as a company mascot to help his sister's family through some hard times. It's a comedy and it's very cute. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll check it out and then I'll report back. Uh, then where did you work? Okay, so then during undergrad, I was a desk assistant, a linguistics tutor, and I also took camp counselor internships overseas through a program called Camp Adventure. This program partnered with AmeriCorps uh, to send students to U.S. military bases and American embassies and American schools overseas to put on seasonal programs for kids, mostly summer camps. And in this program, I went to Taiwan, Japan, and Germany and while I loved each country, I felt a special connection to Taiwan. So when I graduated, I moved to New Taipei City and taught English there for close to two years. I met my husband there. We moved back to the U.S. I got a job as a data specialist for a local school district and uh, was soon promoted to the administrative assistant to the superintendent. And that was the job, the admin assistant and uh, that I did through grad school until I had to start full-time externships. And, you know, it seems like kind of a random collection of jobs, but I truly believe that each job was like a piece of the puzzle 
just helping guide me to where I am today. Hmm. How about you, Sarah? So I pretty much went straight through to get my um, SLP degree. So I took one year hmm. off between undergrad and my post-bac year to get prerequisites for grad school. And then I went to grad school. So in that year, I worked at a school as a part of the AmeriCorps program. That's so crazy that we both did AmeriCorps programs. Mm-hmm. So my program had a grant through AmeriCorps. I, I, I don't know if I can technically say it was an AmeriCorps program it they we got some sort of grant from them but what did you do in your program so I helped high school kids apply to college and find scholarships so it was pretty fun and it was really rewarding that is so awesome I had no idea that you did that what was next so then I went straight into grad school I worked part-time as a nanny uh before grad school I worked tons of jobs I've been working since I was 15 so fast food cleaned overnight hotel rooms on campus at college Hmm. I babysat um, I was an English tutor. I set up food and such for private events. I was a camp counselor at several different camps. And, you know, I really loved that job <laughs> and probably more things that I'm forgetting. So I, I'm not sure that I was genuinely very good at any of those jobs until I became an SLP. So I do feel like um, I had to work a lot of jobs to figure out what I was looking for in a job. Mm. And I do think I was a pretty good camp counselor, though. So <laughs> my camp counselor name was Tinkerbell, and I was really good at the alligator song. And I love camp <laughs> songs even still. Miss Tinkerbell, I love it. The only camp name I remember is I was Miss Chipotle. Uh, we had like a condiments theme for the camp counselors. Like somebody was Miss Dijon, somebody was Mr. Blue Cheese. Uh, but Chipotle was actually too hard for the kids to say, so they ended up just calling me Chippy. Um, That's like um, on Beauty and the Beast, the, the, the little cup. cup. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah, kid cup was so cute. <laughs> um, so do you still remember all of your camp songs? Um, so I remember one in particular, the alligator song. So we'll have to share a verse or two on our outtakes okay. at the end of okay. the episode. So it sounds like with both of us, the commonality or maybe the bottom line is, you know, if you want to be an SLP, you've got to work hard. And we both already had that. And I think that really does help. Yes. Yes, it does. So next up, every once in a while, we do a check-in where we discuss what's happening in our work world lately, and we call it From the Speech Room Up. So this is an opportunity for us to get ideas from each other and a chance to get honest about our work lives. Today, we're talking about what it's like to be an introverted SLP. Whenever I hear conversations about introversion and SLPs, I think about a story my SLP friend Emily told me. She said that the OTs and PTs in her office were talking at the hospital she worked at, and they said, oh, SLPs, they're the quiet people. They go into their little rooms and do quiet things. So I sometimes think there's a reason many of us who are introverted, got into this profession, one being that big groups of people can be draining. So we got in knowing that we'd hopefully work with smaller groups. Mm. So what about you, Sari? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? And by the way, for the record, because I, I feel like this is confused a lot, being an introvert or an extrovert isn't about how shy you are or how much you like being around people. It's where you get your energy from. So if a full day of activity and people leaves you needing to really recharge in a quieter space with less going on, you might be an introvert. Uh, you know, if I were to take a personality quiz, it would probably say I'm an introvert, but maybe a little of both, depending on the situation. Is that possible? 
I dread conversations with strangers, especially in the staff room. And I do get really apprehensive about social events, unless they're with people that I know really well. Um, But while one side of me avoids and feels drained by social situations, another side of me decides to audition for community plays on a whim just to see what happens. (laughs) So you can't be both. And I... I guess that you're in the middle of the bell curve, maybe introverted, but not too strongly so. Mm. So the next piece of this becomes, if you are an introvert and you're listening, what can you do to recharge or protect your energy during the day? We talked about, I believe in the first episode, about being an SLP zombie. That's when you're like a wet sponge and your job is totally, you know, like sucked you dry, which, you know, this job can do. So here's three tips that help me as an introvert not become an SLP zombie and not let other people suck my energy dry. So the first is to schedule your email times, uh, and that's in episode six. Yes, episode six. Okay, all about email. I'm spacing. Um, because those interruptions and really can be an energy drain from email. And number two, do whatever you can do, whatever it's in your power to, to do to minimize work interruptions during the day. Um, like, for example, if if you if your phone rings, do you really have to answer it? If it's urgent, won't someone intercom you or come find you? <laughs> so um, third is to say no to requests you really can't do. Because if you're always doing things for others, your energy will be depleted by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Sari, do you have any tips for introverted SLPs? Uh, I love your points. They're all about protecting yourself and your energy level. And introverts need to be especially cautious of burnout, I think. Mm-hmm. Additionally, SLPs who are introverted need to be wary of upcoming meetings or social interactions that they will find exhausting. And it would probably be a good idea to adjust their day accordingly to handle them. It might be an interprofessional team meeting, an IEP meeting, or even just a phone call on your list to do that day. Those interactions can weigh heavy on your mind in anticipation during the day and even exhaust you afterwards as you process what was said, especially emotionally charged meetings. On those days, make sure you take your breaks and try to separate yourself from your work environment entirely if you can. Take a wellness walk. Eat your lunch outside away from the hustle and bustle. Meditate for five minutes in your car if need be. I've found that this really helps. Mm-hmm. The whole point here is to know yourself better and make adjustments when you have things that drain you on your schedule. That is really important. Exactly. On to our next topic. Well, as we're recording this, it's summer, and we try to not get too seasonal here on the podcast since we know some listeners will be tuning in later, but we couldn't not talk about summer. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is my first real summer since grad school. I did take a per diem home health job to keep busy this summer, but so far I'd give my summer two enthusiastic thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And you'll return in the fall with your CCC SLP. Can't wait. So since we are in the summer, the topic today for our SLP Slice of Happiness segment is to talk about what's making us the most happy right now. And And that's that's summer! summer. (laughs) We did it. it. But of course, summer is over in the blink of an eye. 
So in some ways, you have to have some sort of a plan or else time just gets away from you. So I'm not saying get super scheduled in, but I am proposing we make an SLP bucket list, things we want to do this summer. For me, it's doing a lot on this podcast to make it better and then some other side projects. So how about you, Sari? What's on your bucket list this summer? Okay, so my bucket list sounds a lot like a to-do list, but these are all things that will contribute to my happiness when I get them done because I didn't have time during the school year to do them. So number one is redo the landscaping in the front of the house. Um... I have always self-proclaimed myself to have a black thumb when it comes to gardening and landscaping, but I'm trying to erase that negative self-mantra and turn that thumb green instead. Uh, And my second one is to hike Mount McLaughlin. I've actually hiked it twice before. This is, um, for those of you that don't live in Southern Oregon, this is one of the most beautiful mountains that we see every day here in the Southern Oregon Rogue Valley area. Um, It's a gorgeous hike. It's about 9,400 something feet. And while I've done it a couple times, my husband never has. So it was something we wanted to do the summer together. Uh, Third on my list of five is to finish decorating the house. Guilty confession again. We've been homeowners for over two years and I'm still decorating. (laughs) Uh, Number four is to organize my photos. I have a box of old photos that need to be sorted or put into albums. And my last one is to start keeping a writing journal again. I used to do this every day, and I miss writing. It gets my creative juices flowing and is a good way to de-stress. Yeah, did you know that I actually write in my journal every morning? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I drink my coffee and I write in my journal. I try to write about three pages and just get everything out. I love that. Good for you, Sarah. Yeah. So as far as my summer plans, last summer I started baking through the cookie section of the joy of cooking cookbook and it's a massive cookbook so even just doing the cookies section would take forever so last summer I started this and I remember I made some German spice cookies and some lemon bars Mm. and a very chewy which was on purpose I didn't mess up the recipe pumpkin (laughs) cookie and it's kind of fun because I wrote notes in the margin of what I do differently next time and I think it's going to be a really fun activity to ever so slowly work through that massive section of the cookbook. And I also have high hopes that whoever gets the cookbook after me appreciates my notes. That sounds great. So is The Joy of Cooking Julia Child's no. book? Who's the... It's like Irma Brombeck or Bombeck. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's huge. And as a side note, um, I just looked for it. And um, last summer, I saw that I had two editions, and I got rid of one, and it was the one with my notes in it. Oh, no. So, okay. So, I'm going to start all over (laughs) (laughs) and um, make them again even better. So, in a totally different vein, I have a second goal, which is exercise, and I know it sounds like the opposite of baking, but, you know, (laughs) everything in moderation, at least I try. It's a balance. So, I try. Um, So, I've been doing bar online, which is... Uh, ballet inspired workout and you know it's cardio and it's weights and it's it is really hard it's tons of squats and core work and moving around and honestly after 30 or 40 minutes which is how long I exercise I'm completely wiped out and like dripping sweat and you know your muscles really fatigue with bar so anyway 
I'd like to do them 30 to 40 minutes, five times weekly. So, so far, it's been about three weeks, three and a half weeks, and I've been meeting my goals. So I've been doing it. So I hope that I keep this habit throughout the summer and take the habit into the school year as well. So I'm pairing exercise with always meditating for 10 minutes after exercise. Mm -hmm. So I've done that every day this month except for one, and that one day totally haunts me because the app I use has this chart, and all the other days are checked off, and there's this one day that's blank. (laughs) So it's just one day I completely forgot. I I think, yeah. Anyway, um, and, you know, I also think a girls' weekend or two would be amazing this summer. Yes, and you know what? We still have to do a wine and paint night. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I also have business goals, but I'm not really sure if people want to hear about those. So if you do, hit us up by clicking on the contact page of our website or emailing us or messaging us on social media, and I'll talk about that too. So So as many of you already know, my favorite part or one of my very favorite parts is reading iTunes reviews of our podcast. And this week I'm going to read a podcast review from Elsa that is just so great. Elsa said... Applause for SLP Happy Hour. I truly appreciate Sarah and Sari's reminder that we already know and have what it takes to be awesome SLPs, while encouraging us not to strive for perfectionism. Here I thought that all SLPs had to be the type A to be any good. Not anymore. Sarah and Sari's focus on the importance of self-care is on point. No one is going to care for us but us. Their entwined CF and more experienced SLP perspectives provide a mirror to my own risk-taking, growth, and wisdom that I rarely give myself credit for. Thank you, Sarah and Sari. So sweet, Elsa. Thank you. And, you know, Elsa reached out to us, and we are sending her a self-care gift basket as a special surprise for being so sweet. So we are going to continue to pick a podcast review to read on each episode, and we aren't totally sure what prizes we'll give out. Mm -hmm. I think the next one might be a hand-lettered card or a small gift, but... If you tune in and hear your review next time, email us and we will send you a little something something. And if there is one thing I love just as much as reading podcast reviews, it's our interview segment. Today's interview is with Shannon Werbeckis of Speechy Musings. Her interview is coming up next after a brief ad break. So you know, on this podcast, we are all about helping you make your life calmer and more productive. Well, we've got a few things for you that will simplify your work life. Both of our sponsors aim to do that, and we'll share those with you today. Sarah, do you ever feel overwhelmed by keeping up with the research? Sometimes. It is time-consuming. And as speech-language pathologists, we depend on good research to serve our clients well. We strive to use evidence-based practice, but how much time do we really have to search for new evidence? Reading research articles is time-consuming, and as SLPs, we don't have much time. So, it's nice to have help wading through the research. One thing that's helped me, my membership to the Informed SLP. The Informed SLP is an advertiser on this podcast, but I pay for my membership with my own money because it is so helpful. So let the Informed SLP help you by doing the research for you too. 
They search all of the top speech-language pathology journals each month, looking for articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice. They provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. You can join the Informed SLP at www.theinformedslp.com. Again, that's www.theinformedslp.com. You'll get 50% off of your first three months and then the regular price after that. With the code SLP Happy Hour, no spaces, all lowercase. And you can cancel at any time. And our second sponsor is SLP Now. SLP Now is the no stress membership designed to help SLPs like you plan effective therapy and manage their caseload with less stress than ever before. You log in, search by targeted objective or month or theme and print out materials for your learners and go. It's that easy. Instead of going onto websites where you buy items individually, for one monthly price, you can get access to all the materials you need for your learners. That saves time and hassle. I've been a member for almost two years, and I do feel clear-headed knowing my lesson planning is quick and effective. Joining SLP Now organizes your SLP lesson plan life so you can move on to doing what you got into this profession for, seeing your students. And if that sounds right up your alley, the best part is, if you are an SLP Happy Hour listener, you can get a free trial at slpnow.com happy. Again, that's slpnow.com h-a-p-p-y. That's right. Up next, we have an interview with Shannon Rebeccas from Speechy Musings, who is calling in from Wisconsin. She blogs, runs social media accounts associated with her Speechy Musings empire, and just left her full-time school position to work for Speechy Musings, her own company, full-time. I'm so excited for this conversation and to ask her about this transition. Yes, and we've got her on the line now. Hello. Hi, Shannon. Hello. So Shannon, to start off, we are going to ask you a lightning round of questions, just quick and easy questions, just to get warmed up and get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Just answer with the first thing that pops in your head. Sounds good. Okay. So if you were to go back in time, when would you go? Ooh, the 70s. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So if you weren't an SLP, what would you be? Um, the boring answer would probably be an occupational therapist, but I, I think if I had to go something really different, I'm in, my cousin's a city planner and I always thought that was cool. So city planner. I like it. If you're stressed, <laughs> the best thing someone can do for you is? Bring a glass of wine and put on Netflix. And I know you are a fellow Lord of the Rings fan. So if you were a <laughs> Lord of the Rings character, who would you be? Oh, uh, I don't know. Is Frodo a boring answer? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's your favorite make-ahead SLP breakfast? 
Um, I, do, I never eat breakfast, which is so bad, but co- I guess coffee. <laughs> Cold brew. <laughs> In our language. All right, let's just do a couple more. Um, if you need an easy lesson, what do you grab? Dry erase anything. Okay. And if you had $100 to spend on Amazon, what would you buy? Mm, probably a lot of blank things. My students like blank books, like blank playing cards. Um, I don't know. Anything that's empty and can be used in a lot of ways. So, yeah. 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 Blank dice. Yeah. So, transitioning into our questions of the day. Today, the topic of this episode is um, being an introverted SLP. So that's one of our topics. Um, Are you an introvert or an extrovert? And do you Uh, think introverts can be SLPs? Yeah, such a good question. Um, Actually, very timely for me. I was just taking that Myers-Briggs quiz yesterday. I love Um, (laughs) And I'm really split introverted and extroverted. Um, I actually don't. I feel like I, if I don't talk to people during the day, I get really like, I just can't do it. My husband comes home and he's like, I can tell you haven't talked to a lot of people today. Cause I'm like, I have to, I, my, my mouth is running like a hundred miles a minute. And I definitely have that extroverted nature to me. Um, I also really like being home. I feel like I'm a definite homebody. Um, so I think that the jury's out on that one for me, um, be successful. One of my coworkers the past two years, I think is very introverted and is a fantastic SLP. So, um, so yeah, I think they can be great SLPs. Yeah. I, and, uh, part of the discussion was I was reading a discussion board and someone was like, I'm an introvert and I don't think you should be an SLP. And I'm like, that's hmm. like saying that like, Oh, I'm a woman. So I shouldn't be a nurse. Or, totally. Oh, I have brown hair. So I shouldn't be a model. Because <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's way so, too general. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we can do it. Um, and then on today's episode, we also shared jobs that we worked before we became SLPs. And we found out Sari and I were both camp counselors. So what jobs did you work for when you were an SLP? So it could be any time, like high school, college. Yeah. I've always kind of worked with kids. I was a bank teller for like one summer and it was the worst. Um, then I was a gymnastics coach. Um, I did a camp counselor at camps with people with, with special needs um, two different camps. I did that. And then I was an SLPA. So all kind of related. <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah. So tell us a little bit about let's transition to you and your business. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about you and your business, Beachy Musings, and when you knew it was time to step away from your school position and do Speechy Musings full time? Yeah. Um, so I started Speechy Musings my first semester of grad school. Um, that was in 2012. So it's been about six years. Um, I have, I'm kind of like a job changer. I frequently change jobs. I think just to try and figure out what's working best, um, what's not working. And I've found, you know, every position, I think I get better and better, um, at kind of work-life balance and feeling like I'm in my groove. Um, I've been playing around to try and find my favorite setting and some sort of balance since I graduated because speechy musings grew really quick when I was in grad school. So by the time I graduated, it was taking up a significant part of my time. Um, while I loved my last job, my la- the job I had the past two years was, is amazing. Um, they're not really flexible for part-time employees. So I kind of thought that by quitting, I could be a sub and cover maternity leaves with a little more flexibility and control over the hours I work. 
Um, so I'm kind of building from the ground up now, you know, just trying to see, I don't want to do this full time forever. Um, that I would go stir crazy in the house and definitely love my job. Um, but it's hard to, to kind of give a number to my employer. You know, I don't know if 80% is what I would want or 60 or 40 or, or where. So I guess I kind of thought, um, you know, quitting seemed like the, giving me kind of the control to play around and see what worked well. And so the idea here is not that your business will replace your full-time salary, but that your business will replace like what percentage of your full-time salary would be your ideal um, I mean, to be honest, my business replaces my full-time salary. It, it's more of kind of trying to find a balance of, of me feeling successful professionally and not, you know, just having to sit and slave away on my computer all day, which I think blogging full-time would be a little hard for me, um, which is lack of social interaction and maybe a lack of purpose, maybe somewhat. I get a lot more kind of fulfillment from being a speech language pathologist in the schools, um, it, it's different, but I think there's going to have to be some balance there for me. Um, but yeah. How do you make money? Because a lot of times, you know, when people own a business or have several different side hustles, it, you know, if you're coming from, for example, a school perspective where it's like, oh, I make all my money from my school and we're mm-hmm. trying to uh, understand like, wait, what does Shannon do? How does that work? Can you <laughs> tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, almost all my money, I really don't, I haven't diversified or done, you know, too much, too much else. I try to keep it pretty simple, but it, it just comes straight from selling materials on my teacher's pay teacher's store. Um, I do some Amazon like affiliate links, you know, that make um, a really small number ever, ever each year. But, um, other than that, it really is just direct selling products. And what, what's your current goal for your business? What are you working on now? Well, um, like I said, it's, it's not necessarily to keep, um, growing financially. I think, um, my husband and I are pretty comfortable, you know, what, with what the business is doing. I think right now I need to find a better balance. Um, I think the past, few years have really burnt me out in trying to uh, work full time and grow this. So I would say right now it's just balance and joy. I want to really start liking what I'm doing again. And I, I really, I feel like I, you know, it's, it's kind of a pressure cooker when you, when you're working full time in the schools, you have all these demands and then I'll go home and um, want to focus on my business, but you know, there's IEPs to write and things. And I felt torn in, in an extreme, extremely large number of directions. So I think I'm trying to find a little more balance and joy right now. And Shannon, I can totally, uh, I feel like I'm in that space right now. So for me, I started a private practice two years ago and the first two years have been um, financially successful, but really rough. So what I've been working on is um, my words are, are ease and simplicity because I'm like, I want systems. I want this to be like other jobs I've worked that I just mm-hmm. do it. And like, then I do this form and then I do this step. Um, and for me, I'm balancing, um, you know, private practice, um, a short-term travel SLP job, a telepractice job, um, the podcast yeah, uh, and, and more. And just being, uh, you, when uh, I've explained this to my husband that it's like, I'm an octopus and I have like my eight tentacles and <laughs> different directions. Yeah. And when, when that happens, when you have all, 
all of your tentacles in different directions, it is easy to get burned out because mm -hmm. you're just like, okay, putting out a fire here and following something here. And it feels so much better to just like have this plan and this process. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what I'm looking for in my life right now. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Actually, that's funny that so balance and joy, I was going, I wrote down a question to ask you about what core values uh, you look for when you change jobs and, and how you came to that decision to go full time with speechy musings. And it sounds like balance and joy are the core values mm -hmm. that you're looking for thinking of. So what are your plans for this upcoming year or what are you hoping to do to establish that balance and joy? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, my husband and I are traveling a lot of August, you know, we're hoping to travel. That's another hard thing in the schools. You know, I've two personal days all school year. So right. travel was kind of put on the back burner. Um, and in Wisconsin, we have such a short season of being able to really go outside. And that was the season we were off school. So it kind of was like, you know, we don't want to travel during the only time of year, you know, it's not negative 40 out. So mm -hmm. I really wanted to, we want to travel um, this year a bit. Um, we are renovating our house. So it would be really great to kind of put some more, uh, blood, sweat, and tears into the house. And we've been looking to be foster parents once our house is in a, uh, you know, our windows open and in a legal state. So um, I guess those would kind of be the big goals for the next year. So I'm trying to kind of find a life maybe outside of speech language pathology somewhat. Um, again, that balance of, you know, balancing kind of my life goals and then right. my business professional goals. So sure, absolutely. So I've asked this question before, uh, and I'm going to ask you it too. What do you think will be the hardest part about this transition? And what do you think will be the easiest part? Yeah, um, I think the hardest part is going to be kind of finding the balance. So um, I, I tend to really push myself. I get really into things. Even this summer, I'm finding myself like not eating lunch again, you know, which is like so bizarre when you have the whole day to, to fill. But, you know, I just get really wrapped up in things. So trying to not, <laughs> trying to not do that. Um, and hard is, is I think we're in kind of a, my husband and I are kind of in this transition where we're trying to kind of finish the house, maybe have kids in the house, maybe, you know, so it, it, I don't like change. I'm kind of one of those like people who I get really rigid about my routine and my, you know, life. So I think just the transition of all, all of this will be hard. Um, and the easiest I think is the control. I love having control over my time. Um, daytime appointments are really great. You know, it's that, that is going to feel a lot better. Um, in the schools you have a, I think a lack of control over, you know, when you take off or, um, it's not a very flexible job as far as moving clients around oftentimes and such. So I'll be really happy to kind of have a greater sense of control of my time and my energy. I love that you are in this point of life where you're finding more slowness and joy mm -hmm. and simplicity and you're prioritizing that because mm -hmm. for me I'm a go 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 do 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 person and all of a sudden every once in a while something happens that I sort of like step outside of myself and realize oh my gosh like I've gotten too far mm -hmm. like things are tipped way yep. more towards work than I want. And for yep. me, what started that was getting married. Because when I got home from my, you know, really difficult school job and was exhausted, like, I did actually like talk to someone, mm -hmm. and, you know, have some energy left. Uh, yeah. So what are some 
things we, I, I know you talked about, you know, reading and, uh, but knowing that you have this intention, you know, to find more joy, what are things that help you move towards that direction um, rather than move towards the maybe like overwork direction? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's for me, sometimes big changes, um, work a little bit better than small things. Um, I tend to be like an all or nothing type of person as well. And, and I definitely get too into things, but that it, I can use it to my advantage in, in the way of like a job change, you know? So my first job out of school, um, was at an outpatient peds clinic. Um, while I loved it, I loved my boss. I loved my coworkers. Um, I loved the work I did. It became like all encompassing where it was just like all that I thought about. I dreamt about my kids and I would wake up at, you know, 6am and be like, I never even had a break. I never even, you know, did anything other than speech. Like that was it. Um, and so, I, I think that there, there are people who work that job, um, coworkers of my friends of mine that have found that balance at that job. So I know it can be found, but I think for me, I needed to just hit a reset button and go somewhere else and then start with kind of the knowledge that I had and, and start over um, and create kind of different expectations. So like in that job, I think I was a leader in many ways and kind of got myself maybe a little too in over my head of the things I was leading and the things I was in charge of. So starting new has helped. And I've, I've done that. Um, I started a contract company after that and then went to direct hire. And each time I feel like I've gotten a new position, I've been able to really hit reset. And um, I don't know if this is the right term, but not come in like guns a blazing, you know, like ready to, to, you know, be the best SLP ever and redo all these things and send newsletters and homework and all these things. I just felt like every job I've kind of cut back, cut back, cut back, and as far as what I'm expecting myself to do. Um, so I think, you know, I don't want to suggest everyone go out and quit their job, but um, sometimes for me that, I think those were like the big moments where I thought, I feel so much better. I feel so much clearer. I feel um, like my brain isn't running on speech 24 yeah. seven. Um, personally, I mean, I've tried, um, uh, reading less self, self-help books um, has been helpful. I really get into them, and then, but then I start changing too many things, and, and it, it becomes stressful. Um, and, and I have, you know, recently set a policy, and I don't have kids, so sometimes my advice I know is probably not really realistic for everyone, but um, I have, like, cell phone off times. I don't work um, really from you know, uh, maybe 6.30 to, to bedtime most nights. I, I don't. I, I, I just completely shut down. We, we watch Netflix. We take the dogs for a walk. We, you know, bike and do other things. But um, I used to just kind of sit with my computer open all the time where it was just kind of always there, whether or not I was doing something or, you know, same with my cell phone. Um, I've had it up and I'm just like scrolling. Um, I find that that just increases my anxiety so much because I, I never actually get to like, disconnect. Um, and now that I'm kind of in that mindset, it's a lot easier. Like, I think I think bigger picture on things. I don't get so caught up in like these little, like a parent said this to me about this, you know, I, I kind of just can move on a little bit quicker. Um, and I really do have to move. I mean, I, I really work on moving on cause I get very stuck on, um, parent comments or one thing's emails that seem sassy that might not be sassy. Um, kind of get me going and um failed sessions get me going you know so all those things I've just really I've gotten way 
loosey goosey with my, you know, kind of my expectations for myself. And then I think just hit the reset button every so often to just start from scratch on what I'm doing and, and what I expect myself to do. Yeah. There's so many, I feel like that's, pure gold. There's so many moments of wisdom in there. And one is, you know, the longer you're at a job, the more fully entrenched you get mm-hmm, the responsibilities mm-hmm. you have. And um, I would say, you know, one thing that made a huge difference for me, which again, I'm not advocating that everyone quit their job, but I was <laughs> in the district for six years and I started working for a contract company at a different school. So the combination of being in a different environment and being able to set new expectations yeah. and sort of all the things that I did wrong before, which is like people were used to me replying to emails right away and always yep. being available. And um, so setting new expectations, but also for me, uh, going from a school employee to a contractor, I, I really felt a lot of freedom there. So that's where mm-hmm. I am now. Okay. And where can listeners find you online? Where do you hang out? Where do you create content? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Um, Obviously, the easiest place to connect with me would be Facebook, Instagram, and probably email. Um, I'm always happy to chat if people want to reach out. Um, Probably the fastest would be email if you want to actually have a conversation. Um, But yeah, social media, I'm kind of, I'm pretty active on too, so. Mm -hmm. And then your website is speechymusings.com. It's actually brand new today. I just got a new one. Um, so that's pretty exciting too. Yeah, that's a lot of hard work following. It is. A sense of relief. It yeah. is, yes. <laughs> um, and then before we go, can you give our listeners a self-care challenge? So a self-care challenge is anything you can do in your work or home life to make things run smoothly or add more happiness and joy into your work or home life. Yeah. Um, one thing I've been doing this whole summer is using the Calm app every day. I do so, too. Yes. So I'd recommend downloading the Calm app. I'm use it every day for a week. And 10th day. Wow. You are way further than me, but that's awesome. <laughs> um, that's just, it's so free and easy. And I um, sometimes I have trouble falling asleep. My mind just runs. So that has been an awesome, they have like a bedtime series, which is really nice. So I'd recommend that. Yes, I love the Calm app, and there's like a seven-day Calm program, a seven-day anxiety program, and I do pay for the yearly price. I think it's like 50 bucks, and it's totally worth it because after you meditate, you get a circle on that day, so I feel like it's a check. Like, I'm a leader. I like So fulfilling. (laughs) So that's got me meditating for 210 days in a row, I think, versus like a year ago or like, you know, before that 210 days, I had no meditation practice whatsoever. Nice. Yeah. And I think that's a great suggestion. Um, Sari has been wanting to meditate for a long time. I've so been failing. She'll try I, <laughs> I'll try. The I have an easier time meditating when I'm doing things. Sometimes when I sit, it's just, it's very, very hard. So lately I've been trying to do more like active meditation where I'm like, cleaning the dishes, but I'm only cleaning the dishes. I'm not like, you know, I don't, I don't have my notebook with me. I'm not like writing things or, and that's been kind of a change, but that's helped me like it more. <laughs> right. And the Calm app has some walking meditations. Uh-huh. So Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for offering all these wonderful self-care challenges for our listeners. And we hope that you keep in touch and maybe come back again sometime. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Thanks, Shannon. All right. Bye-bye. 
And that concludes this episode of SLP Happy Hour. We hope this episode was fun and helpful. Wherever you are in your SLP journey, we hope you feel more connected and empowered by listening today. Let's figure this out together. By sharing our experiences and perspectives, we can become more connected to each other and more forgiving of ourselves. Let's navigate through these thorny issues together. And as we do, remember you already know what you need to know to be an awesome SLP. You already care as much as you need to care to be an awesome SLP. Just a couple housekeeping notes. One is that if you'd like to join our newsletter, you can go to slphappyhour.com. There's a sign up there if you scroll down or slphappyhour.com forward slash newsletter. And we're sending out some awesome freebies in the coming months that you'll really want to be a part of. Uh, The second thing is we are opening up the SLP Happy Hour sticker shop that is all self-care stickers for educators. They're three inches, they're round, they're sturdy. You can put them on your thermos, on your coffee mug, on your planner, on your folder, on your forehead. (laughs) Um, And, you know, they're just meant to remind you why you're doing what you're doing. So if you want to see those, all proceeds will go towards buying podcast equipment for our podcast. Um, I've designed them all. And it's slphappyhour.com forward slash shop. Remember, you can help us out by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, telling a friend, and subscribing to the show. If you want to connect with us, you can visit our website, slphappyhour.com, or find us on social media as SLP Happy Hour. We hope you enjoyed the show and that this was a little slice of an SLP Happy Hour for you. We've enjoyed recording it. Thank you for listening. Until Until next next time. time. (laughs) (laughs) And we have to do a camp song. I didn't mess, I didn't mean to mess you up. I was just like, I had to do it. Okay, so here's the alligator. So this is a repeat after me song, so you have to do it after me. Ready? The alligator is my friend. The alligator is my friend. He can be your friend, too. He can be your friend, too. It's important that you understand. It's important that you understand. That he has feelings, too. That he has feelings, too. So then you pick a feeling. So I'm going to do sad. Ready? Alligator. (laughs) Alligator. 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 Can be your friend, can be your friend, can be your friend too. Can be your friend, can be your friend, can be your friend too. We hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) My my crying alligator was laughing too hard. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And that's a wrap.